Hello and welcome back to Where Are All My Friends. Damn, this is a cool one. I've had a lot of fun talking to people a little bit outside of music. There's a common theme in this show and it's very much people who are chasing what they love, be it an entrepreneurial path, be it a creative in any sense, somebody who started their own business, just whatever that spirit is, I am obsessed with it. So Taji Amin is on the show this week and he is the host of Vice One Star Reviews amongst a bunch of other things. He's worked with Vice for probably 10 years, maybe more now, and came from a world of skateboarding, photography, videography, growing up in New York City. He just has a really cool story and he worked really hard to get to where he's at now with Vice. So talking to somebody in a slightly different lane, yet so similar was so much fun. If you aren't familiar with his work on Vice, go watch it. I promise you it is amazing. With that said, let's get into a very fun episode. Enjoy. Where are all my friends? We are talking to Taji Amin, and I am really, really hype on this one. Um, you are outside of music for the most part, unless there's part of your career that I don't know. But I really respect everything you've done. I believe just from the little bits that I do know, you came from a world of skating and then ended up working with Vice and doing a lot of cool stuff with them. And really this podcast is all about just like people's come up stories that have done something cool outside of just the normal. And it feels like you've had a really cool path of kind of finding that lane and also carving it out for yourself. Like to my understanding, a lot of what you've created at Vice was just you making it happen. Thank you. I appreciate that introduction. That's yeah. really kind of you to say that, you know, you've uh, come across me and um you know find it out of the ordinary and uh i guess even extraordinary according to i you. would say extraordinary thank you very much i, appreciate I would go that. that far yeah wow i like to take it back to somewhere around your early days and i was telling you right before we started recording i found your podcast that you did with lee smith mission statement and I don't want to be too redundant because I felt like you told your story super, super well on that. But for a listener who doesn't know, just like briefly who you are and what you do. Thank you. Yeah, definitely shout out to the mission statement. You guys should check that one out after you give this this one a thorough listen. Then move on to the mission statement podcast. Another dope one by a legendary skateboarder who kind of, you know, that segues um, cruises, if you will, you know, me into my story. It's a skateboard pun joke, <laughs> pun slash joke. But uh, yeah, so I, uh, you know, grew up skateboarding in New York City, uh, which was a lot of fun. And that just led me to doing some photography, which uh, as well as video, and, you know, like the help of my parents first, I guess, taking me skating and all that kind of stuff as a child, then getting me into photography, that kind of stuff, you know, like some classes at ICP, that's International Center of Photography. It's a really nice spot in Midtown Manhattan. And, uh, you know, met some friends there and just also through skating and was just documenting you know, all of my friends and the cool, you know, stuff we would see on a day-to-day -day basis. 
cruising through the streets of New York. And uh, that eventually led to um, landing an internship at Vice um, because that was always, you know, a really cool company that I, you know, looked up to and read and, you know, watched all their videos. So then I landed this, you know, awesome internship, which led to meeting a lot of cool people and still doing some of the photography, which then led to video. Um, One of the founders named Sarush was like talking to me about doing more video because uh, that was the future he was telling me or even the present, I guess it had already been, you know, taken on. What year was that? That incredible videos. Um, I'm not sure exactly when they started doing videos, but, uh, like at least like 25 years ago, I want to say, you know, so was it like 96, I don't know the mid nineties, but this was probably, uh, 12 years ago that I'm talking about. Yeah. That they were uh, starting to pay like heavier attention to video. Yeah. Well, they had already kind of done a bunch of videos that had really put them on the map and, uh, but it was still kind of fresh. Because they always um, did a good job of like balancing real culture. Like it wasn't any one specific lane. Like they just did a good job of covering lifestyle and culture and I don't know, just like real looks on things. Yeah, just having like interesting people um, pitching these ideas and, you know, being a little more relaxed in the projects they take on, Mm -hmm. you know, and the not trying to like appeal to a specific uh audience just kind of like doing their thing i guess you know it's called like guerrilla media you know not that they are exactly that but you know just like getting down and dirty yeah it kind of just felt like the first outlet at least from i think we're we're pretty similar age but for me it always felt like the first outlet that covered stories that were outside of just like traditional media but it was done really well totally and not to mention uh you know just like how gnarly a lot of the uh you know original pieces yeah that's true they were very like uncensored out the rip like they would cover anything totally so you found that like while you were skating and while you were coming in, uh, like coming up yeah, in New York, looking up to all of that content a ton. And then, you know, one of the founders, cause I was interning, um, named Sarush suggested, you know, I try some video things. Same with Shane suggested as well, trying video things. He's another one of the founders. So just, you know, meeting some of these, uh, people that I looked up to and was like, you know, enthralled by his work was really cool and inspiring and then led to, you know, just continuing to learn video and being taken under the wing of like more great people. And uh, eventually that, you know, through just shooting a ton, which I still do, um, behind the camera uh led to doing some stuff in front of the camera and uh actually spike jones was working there as well he still does you know certain things 
and he was running a department that I got involved in as well because he kind of like saw me skating some equipment around, you know, and he thought that was cool that I was working there and that I was in the skate scene, you know. So uh, shout out to Spike Jones for sure. Um, so you just like you legit got to like no 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 that's a yeah, name drop that's crazy him. yeah and a bunch of really cool people this guy jordan who was like his kind of liaison and main producer you know and a bunch of other cool people yeah and uh then yeah i just did a bunch of that kind of stuff and just continued filming you know and i would say you know just always kind of having like um as best as I can, you know, like a craft, you know, like a technical um, job. Yeah. You know, that's, uh, I feel valuable, you know, like just to be able to film for them. Yeah. Because there's always something to film in this world. Luckily. So that was like, that so, was like really your piece that you felt like that was the value that you always knew you could bring. You're like, if I'm yeah, master I filming. Do. Yeah. I mean, I'm not like an incredible filmer by any means, you know, like I'm not like a serious DP, Yeah. you know, like with like lighting and all sorts of things, but I have been doing it for a while and I can make it look, you know, like good. Did that come? Good enough. (laughs) And I feel like, you know, I could try to be like run and gun, you know, with it. And Which I feel like style. comes from skating, right? Like, I feel like if you learn totally. how to shoot skate videos, that's just like this inherent skill that comes with it. Yeah, for sure. But knock on wood. Because, <laughs> you know, it's hard, to, it's hard to always, you know, get every shot. Yeah. Well, that was something that was really interesting to me about you was... I grew up skating and I don't think I even got to the level like from what I saw, like you're pretty decent. Like you can skate, skate. But for you, did yeah, you I don't have a skate moment? too much anymore? I'm pretty old now, but what were you saying? <laughs> well, like, did you have a moment where you're like, damn, like were you chasing going pro? Like, I feel like finding photography, videography, and skateboarding all at that same time, growing up in New York, like, did you have a moment where you're like, I'm gonna specifically chase this and I probably won't. I like I'm probably not good enough to go pro or were you chasing going pro or like was it kind of just like these moments where you're like yo literally vice is taking interest in me spike jones like all of these people like I have to just focus on this because it's where the opportunity is or was it kind of just like where your passion was taking you anyway well that's a good question but basically it was just uh when I was young you know I really wanted to be a pro skater and was trying my best with that. But then I started just getting older and like not like fully progressing with the skating to that level. Yeah. So, you know, I began school. Sorry, I kind of skipped a whole chapter. You know, like I was doing school. Well, I told you I did some photo classes, you know, like yep. during the skating. And then I kind of mellowed out on skating a little and took more interest in uh, trying to work and finish school and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, that kind of like segued me into doing um, more video and uh, still some skating, but also I started surfing. Oh, you found surfing? Yeah, like then I eventually started surfing after skating. So um, just having like a new passion, 
you know. But I was probably already knew I wasn't going to go pro before I was even surfing a ton. Who knows? But okay, so it kind of like cool. naturally There's a direct just... tie. But yeah, and then meanwhile, I always loved doing video stuff, and now I kind of just do it all, but not quite as much skateboarding. But sorry, I forget exactly what your question is. I think I just segued again. Oh yeah, if I <laughs> wanted to be pro, and then I yeah, instead like just like what kind of ended up in like. this other kind of field that's you know parallel to it. Right, but, because uh, you you have these skills. You're growing up. You you can do both. So did you have a moment of yeah, like I need to mean. specifically chase just, this one? I feel like just skating's like very tricky, and my body like couldn't necessarily um, adapt to like that sort of lifestyle. Like when I got older, yeah. So I guess you know for practical purposes, and you know it's just hard to make money skateboarding. There's only, you know, a few people that can, but within like video, you know, it's like kind of easier to get full-time jobs, you know, like. So it just kind of made sense. Like you just naturally, like you were starting to feel it in your body. You started to put together the pieces that video had more opportunity and you're just like, yeah, I'm going to follow that lane. For sure. And same with like school, you know, and like, yeah, that kind of stuff. And then did kind you of like yeah and just like slight injuries you know in skateboarding That's like what stopped me too I broke by the time I was like 18 I had broken so many bones that I was just like dude I have to stop like I'm not going to be good enough and I'm too broken yeah, to do anything else <laughs> Yeah Did you cuz yeah. you grew up in New York right Yes So were you surfing like out in Long Island or where did you first find surfing Um my mom took me to Rockaway, which was cool. And so then I would just surf there a lot. And I first had surfed a couple of times in Virginia, visiting family in like North Carolina and uh, Rockaway Beach. You know, the Ramones song, Rock, Rock, Rockaway Beach. You no, could you keep song? singing it? No, you're going to have to license that thing. That's going to cost <laughs> you. I don't know how much it is for a Ramones song. Um, we can only do it. what, like, afford like 10 seconds of that or something. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Rockaway Beach, but it's in Queens, New York. Um, to be honest, I'm not, but I knew that there was little York. bits of like where you could surf in New York. Yeah. And then Long Island, good for sure. I would go there a little bit and uh, I still do. And uh, New Jersey. And um, yeah. So I then... kind of started surfing, getting into all that there. And uh that's uh that's how that happened sorry i think that was your question where do i serve yeah yeah. and then the other thing that i was interested in was again on that other interview you did something that i found crazy is so many people will do the thing where they move to la or move to california in the beginning of their creative journey and it sounded like you did that but it also sounded like you kind of had a moment where you were honestly just like yeah this isn't it like i'm better off in new york and you only spent a little bit of time here right yeah, well, it was just kind of hard to make it in L.A. Like as a young person, that was also during like the school stuff. Um, before I got the internship at Vice, I was living in L.A. and like went to school for a semester. And then I was just, you know, like away from everyone I knew and just like this young person trying to get a job. And I couldn't. So uh, I just like 
kind of just gave up on LA and couldn't really make it out there. Also, I wasn't surfing at the time. So my appreciation for nature wasn't like the same. And, you know, I missed New that York. Was, so yeah, that I was my back. question was, I was like, but dude, now if you were I like surfing. love the West coast and, you know, but I live in New York and, um, I love to travel. So if anything, my ideal situation would just be to be like stationed in New York, but like get to travel some and that kind of stuff yeah. or eventually moving, maybe move back to California, like full circle you know, after not figuring it out at 18, but, but it's just like rough too, to like be away from family and that kind of stuff on the other side of the damn map, you know, it's crazy <laughs> how like New York and California are like these two hubs, right. But they're like on the complete other end of the map. Yeah, for sure. And the but fact I guess that, it's like, not if... that bad of a plane ride. It's like, I don't know, five hours or so. No, it's not too bad, but that does make sense too, especially if you're super close with your family. So then, but yeah, then I moved back to New York and that's kind of like how just from knowing people growing up, I like landed the internship kind of situation and like, uh, it all worked out. Sometimes it's easier, I guess, like on your like home. Yeah. Area. I just, I, I and thought that was a really general cool is an easier kind of maybe place sometimes California. I don't know. Can be kind of tricky with, uh, very competitive, but so is New York, but at least in New York, you can like get places easy. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I just, I thought that was interesting because I think that both are very hard. Like every time I'm in New York, I'm like, dude, this is too much. I'm overwhelmed. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, it's just <laughs> not my element, but I never spent time there. Like it never was the spot that I knew, but I just thought it was cool that you didn't force it in LA. Like you tried it, but then you didn't yeah, force did, it like, and you went back. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really cool. Like, I think that that's a side of a story <laughs> where it was like, oh, cool. Like you legitimately tried this. You spent some time. Then you went yeah. back to New York and that's where it seems like a lot of your success started. Like when the vice moment happened. For sure. Yeah. I mean, staying in California, I don't know if I could have like landed that kind of thing, but who knows? There is a lot of opportunity in California as well, but it was just kind of harder for me to tap into that. Yeah, especially at a young age in general, I feel like, you know, when you're like 18, yeah. you think that you're old enough to do things and you are. But if you look young and like, I don't know, maybe you're like also a little bit immature. It depends. But like, I don't know, it's kind of hard to get like hired to do like stuff. Did you run into that? Did people just like really look at you suck. and they're like, like you get like a is really like tricky job not tricky sorry it's like not the term like just like a very like low paid you know like like i've like handed out flyers before when i was young and like what else like not to hate on these jobs you know they're like legitimate jobs but you know just like having to try to like get people to go to like parties and stuff you know like a promoter. oh you were party thing, promoter like, guy all sorts of things what else? Dude. Like I've done trade shows, you know, like a like a trade show kind of person. You've been involved in some trade shows. I did trade. So, yeah, I was the... kind of get those, but I couldn't get find that market in California. You know, it's like tricky. I don't know. You gotta like know people when you're young for these kind of gigs. Yeah. So New York and skating helped a lot with all that. And like California, I met some cool skaters and did some stuff, but it was kind of just... tricky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So then, okay, you go back to New York, you get the internship at Vice. And did you, like, as you were doing that internship, did you know it was worth it? Were you like, it doesn't matter what I have to do. This is insane. I'm at Vice. I will do anything. Or did you have moments where you're like, I don't know? Um, I was always like super hyped on the opportunity and uh, tried to seize the moment as much as I could. Yeah. And ride it out and uh, enjoy the job and do as much as I can. And was that like. But it's definitely along the journey, you know, like hard to like, you know, progress and continue to like, you know, like hang on there, you know, and in like the world, you know what I'm saying? Like it's like so rapidly changing, you know, so you have to like know how to adapt. Because you were an intern there for a while, right? You like were just an intern. What was it like? I mean, you've probably been there for 10 years now. Yeah. Well, then I was doing some freelance work and then I finally like found my place, you know, like as a full-time shooter and like all that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, it's, I just feel very like privileged to be able to like continue, you know, like excelling and doing things like, cause yeah, like over the years, it's definitely like, you know, you have to like work to maintain these kind of jobs in life. Yeah. Well then, because when was your like first break or how, would it be break? Like when was the first time that you had a video of yours featured? Like where did that start? Well, that was another thing that was helpful is like to not like push things, you know, like it all kind of naturally happened through my determination and um, doing a technical job for them and taking it very seriously and being dedicated to it, you know, like led to um being able to do some stuff in front of the camera you know like i never tried to like push that super hard you know yeah so it's kind of cool that it just kind of like fell into place you know um and i think made it more like natural and then at times you know i like hosted a bunch of bunch of things in front of the camera and then like there was some success and then there was like a major like kind of like time period where um you know i was like still just like figuring out what to do you know and like what would be received you know well yep you know and like what would push the envelope you know and like there was definitely like stagnant moments of like figuring that out you know and then like i was back to mainly like shooting and then a producer showed up named alistair and uh he's super cool and he developed the one star review series with me and then that kind of just randomly took off which is cool you know and how you even found me um yeah as you mentioned before we went on air but um so yeah you know just a process of just being dedicated to doing my technical job and getting to do some super cool things along the journey and things yeah. that like eventually happen to resonate with the public because they like push the envelope a bit. During that, so that's were what I would you... say. No, that's incredible. So definitely a battle, you know, without a doubt. But um, certain successes due to you know 
I think like trying to stay humble and uh, determined and, um, you know, resilient and down to, so you uh, never, you never like cared. Like when you, like you would stay filming, like you guys would try stuff with you in front of the camera. Cause I think you started like with, can I, can you skate it before that? Right? Yeah. That was like one of the earlier things I did for sure. And like a bunch of other stuff, random things. Yeah. So then like you would do them and then you would go back and you just keep your head down, film whatever. And you just keep going with that. And then for sure, I think it's important to like have like a solid, you know, foundation of work you do, mm -hmm. you know, and like not um, be afraid to get your hands dirty and like, you know, do some actual like labor yeah, and not that's just cool. try to like look for some sort of like break, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So wait, question um, then. So I do all that. I'm down for that. So now when you're doing one star reviews and you have like your whole team and you're on camera, is it just like so sick where you're like, I don't have to film. I just get to host this yeah, right now. Yeah, it's definitely fun to host things because it's like kind of easier in a way. Because filming is a lot of work. Dude, you know? I feel it's like, like it. a shit ton of work. You got to get so many shots and like you don't want to miss anything. Not to mention the stuff's like heavy, you know, and like yeah. there's so much gear. It depends. Like if you're setting up a crazy interview, like that takes forever, like to like light it, you know, if like if it's like too dark somewhere, like it's like because you want to make it, you know, look nice and like, uh, tell the story accurately as well like so you know there's well, a lot of yeah. time we don't do like studio work so um when you're in you know, say, like, location you got all the gear and it's like a lot of moving pieces yeah i was gonna say so many of the shots that you guys do it's not like you have the luxury of being in a studio like you're just out and in these ridiculous sure. places how many people? Yeah, so it's like, a lot, but it's like it makes it super fun and it gives it like a raw, authentic feel as well. Luckily, there's like some leeway, like not everything has to be perfect, but it's a hell of a lot of work. So being in front of the camera, you know, you could say it's a lot of work and it's emotionally draining, but, you know, it's like still you kind of just stand there or you walk around or do something, right? Like you're not like holy shit, like, where's this backpack and equipment? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're kind of just, <laughs> yeah. like, chilling yeah. for the most part. How many people on average, I guess it would depend, like, so whatever nice you're filming, sure. but, like, how many people on average are filming for a specific uh, segment? Like, for, I guess, like, one-star reviews, like, how many people are behind cameras filming that? We keep a pretty, like, light crew because of uh the nature of the show it's like super like in and out like you know documentary style yeah thing it's not like we set up like major like you know shots or anything we're just kind of like down and dirty and we don't want to like have a big scene around us you know it's just kind of more like intimate like you know, we're experiencing the service and we're documenting it as well as possible, but they don't make it like a whole, you know, thing. Yeah, I was going to say, like, there's in, no way you know, you a could. business. A lot of the time, the business is like actually like functioning 
at the time, you know, they don't like close it down. So we don't want to like get kicked out or anything. Yeah. So we're pretty low key, but we use extremely talented shooters, you know, and, uh, our, my producer guy, Alistair, I was telling you about who came up with the concept and then I helped develop a bit and, uh, be in it and stuff. Um, but it's like all his, you know, brainchild and he oversees all the post-production with like extremely talented editors. So, you know, it's not like a huge production by any means, but it's pretty tight knit and, um, you know, like talented is what I, I was say. curious of that. Because I feel like you but own only a the few role. people on set, you know, just me and like a couple. Like, if we're lucky, you know, we got like two cameramen for the most part. If we could fit him in there and uh, um, producer. Wow. So it's, maybe yeah, a like sound it's guy. I don't know. Than... I don't think. No, we've never had a sound guy. Actually, I don't think that would also so be you're... too big of a too big. Never a sound guy. Yeah, like you're probably like like less than five every time on certain things. But for that one, it's like you're kind of just in and out and you make the camera guy do the audio. (laughs) (laughs) So it's it's like less than five, huh? Yeah. I was so curious if it was your idea all in or you're talking about Uh, Alistair. There's like, yeah, there's a producer involved. Yeah, it's like his idea. But um, I uh, help with like certain stuff like i helped come up with like some of the style and that kind of stuff but he also like definitely helped with a lot of the style too so it's like a collab (laughs) without a doubt and then our animators helped with like a lot of the look and all the feel and uh, oh it's incredible but i was gonna say and the transitions It's unreal because the thing that stands out to me is you own the role of that host so, so well. And I feel like to some degree, I I think a lot of people understand it and get the show, but I really admire it because I think you do a really good job of being perfectly awkward. And I I don't know if that's funny. Thank you. <laughs> well, I, I just I think about that and I feel like there's two things happening during those where you have to stay so dialed. Well, at the same time, I don't feel like you're trying to slander these companies or to try to make them look intentionally bad. If anything, I feel like it's the opposite. I feel like you're giving genuine yeah. chances to everyone For sure. to show. Yeah, no, it's definitely supposed to be a feel-good show where we're not trying to screw anyone over, um, obviously. But right. it's also a documentary, and, you know, it's, like, uh, not, um, like, some crazy, like, shame thing, you know? Yeah. Like, Although I thought those that are was... good. Have you seen those things on the, no- uh, the news where they, like, or whatever, like, the TMZ where they just do all sorts of, like, wild things? like not like kind of like little bits like like little clickbaity like odds and ends things but i don't know like i just i loved the fact that like with that you own that role so so well and like 
you'll lean into whatever people review poorly, but you really do give it a genuine chance. And I was also wondering oh, with that, it. like not to say that they're always, yeah, like amazing establishments. Like some of them have even ended up with like a one star for me. Um, yeah. Not a lot of them, luckily. I was going to say, I, my, I really thought <laughs> the levels of when you went to the psychic woman with your headshots. Oh, that's cool. You watched that one. That's funny. That's one of our like more underground recent ones. Dude, the fact that <laughs> you channeled the energy of oh, Bruce Lee God. and then yeah, had her the help you. That Alistair's for the most part, for sure. Um, the Bruce Lee thing uh, is it's legit. Art. We love Bruce Lee. That was so good, and you gave her four stars. She she helped you through the yeah. entire well, she was very portfolio. Nice, so yeah, she didn't seem like she was trying to screw me over, you know. But who knows? No, I think that that was some very genuine psychic advice right there. What Hell was yeah. your? I don't even know. <laughs> I can't even think of seeing you leave an actual one-star review i thought you did a great job learning how to drive manual they did a great job yeah that one, they, were, they were nice over there, there. um <laughs> i thought you got a really nice tattoo um your yeah, nails looked like, great i don't know if i've seen they've all you. been pretty good there's been yeah i mean i'm not gonna like single out anyone but yeah. there's been like a couple that have gotten like lower ratings um but uh for the most part, some of these businesses are, uh, I guess, misunderstood a bit. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. I know. I, I just, I think for that's... sure, but from my experiences. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. And that's cool to hear about Alistair as well, because that. Yeah, he's just... mad cool. Shout out to Al. Absolutely. That's really, really cool. Like hearing about these pieces of it. I'm like, wow, this all makes more sense. I love this. Yeah, I think it's hard sometimes to do something on your own, um, you know, like in oh. terms of like coming up with an idea and executing it start to finish. Because um, you can kind of get like wrapped up in your own head and then you can end up with like creative blocks, you know. Dude, yes. Um, or just having sure. anybody to, to bounce to things off collaborate. of. Yeah. yeah, it makes it more fun. Even doing anything, like running an errand or something. I don't know if you guys both have to go to the DMV or something. I don't know. Or like, it depends. Yeah. It can make things a little easier. No, I, I completely agree. And it's cool to hear like, because I don't know, I think that that's another thing is you see so much content, especially on YouTube, and you almost like take for granted what it actually takes to make it. So, it depends. I mean, there's a lot of people now that are able to make their content on their own, which is cool for sure. But it's just like kind of a different type of um, product, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. So the other question that I had was, I feel like you've really dialed your lane of like, I mean, you're obviously continuing to grow, but you had... I feel like at this point we could say one star reviews like really did hit. And that is like a thing that is doing well. And I would imagine you'll continue to do. Certainly. I mean, yeah, I, I feel very fortunate to have done this series that we've been able to like sustain and keep doing, which is always great. And yeah, we have some that we've shot a little while ago that, you know, we're hopefully going to be uh, released 
you know, in the new year. Um, so, uh, just, yeah, working on like fine tuning all of that and certainly would love to do more. And I think, you know, hopefully we will be just things are a little slow now, you know, with the world as you probably, um, are affected by as well, you know, you're like podcasting out of your bedroom, that kind of stuff. Yeah. The whole work yeah. from home dealio. Um, I've got this chair now with the head support. Been, well, for good it. for you. I mean, but that you should have quarantine, no quarantine. Everyone deserves something like that. I mean, I it took a quarantine to get there. There's pillows do yeah. a number on me. I should have been sitting in some sort of throne like you are. I should have um, told you, man. I should have sent you a text before we started. Podcast. I don't really I have, have one, though, but I got to get one eventually. If any chair company out there wants to sponsor me, holler at me. Dude, I don't think there's please. enough chair sponsorship going on. Not that I would – I bet there is. I bet all these DJs or whoever the hell is doing something in their room with a nice chair, chances are they uh, might have worked out a deal. But The race car chairs? Sure. You know that they're sponsoring people. Those chairs that go fast for the like the real gamers. Oh yeah, those ones that look like they're for my car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to get sponsor. you a fast a fast chair sponsor. One of those race car chair sponsors. I'm down. Hook it up, fast chairs. <laughs> you know where to find me. Tag him on Instagram. Please, Is this also the part chair. of the interview we can shout out our handles and stuff? Yeah. Our why credentials. Not? There he is. But yeah, I mentioned that. That's, that's <laughs> me on the gram. Another thing um, that I wanted I to ask you. I got enough followers so I could maybe get that free chair. So you guys that's can my... follow me. Or if you know someone at a chair company, you can, you know, send them my way. I am so sorry, serious about this me? now. Please. Let's chair please, it up. Some listener, <laughs> please know somebody. Yeah. yeah. Can Let's we get this man up. a chair? Um, I was going to ask you. It's amazing that one star reviews is popping and I'm sure that it's continued to open up new doors, but I feel like there is an element to everything that you're doing. Like you've gotten really big into surfing. You still know skate culture super, super well. You're saying you like travel. I would imagine that in a lot of ways, like this is just the beginning for you. And the fact that vice covers literally everything, like, are you still continuously pushing to do new shows or is that where your head is at? Like, what are you trying to do next? Certainly. Um, we're working on a new series too called better man that we released a few episodes of. So that's like on the pipeline, you know, hopefully and developing, you know, more shows and, um, definitely like trying to evolve and do bigger crazier things one day but who knows you know what the future holds you know it's such an unpredictable time we live in either way with media and just like everything the world um but i'm hoping to do more and yes like travel outside of that series and you know like who knows yeah i would love to um continue developing new things because who wouldn't want that right i guess that's that's a pretty it's valid tricky though you know yeah to like you know maintain success in this crazy world we live in but either way you know 
you can still kind of uh, do your own damn thing. Yeah, like as do much you as think you can. though? Do you think like perfect world for you? Do you stay more on the like in front of the camera side of things, pushing shows like that, or do you then also chase a role where you're doing other stuff behind a camera? I like doing both still for sure, you know, but if there's a way to like kind of like combine them, you know, or like one day have uh, some sort of crazy thing where I film and am in it, you know, <laughs> would be rad. So um, you're trying to tell me you want to be a I'm vlogger. To, yeah, maybe I can figure that out. Have you done anything <laughs> like that or not yet? No, I haven't. I haven't in a way, vlogged. you're vlogging right now, though, because you've like set up the cameras and the recording and like you are kind of doing it all right now. My God. <laughs> I'm a but vlogger. Yeah, I think evolving would be cool. Um, but, you know, I love doing both things for sure. Yeah. But maybe I can evolve it into a hybrid one day. No, that's awesome. Um, I mean, that's pretty much everything that I wanted to get into. Did we I got miss another airplane? It? My airplane is here. <laughs> I don't know if you guys heard that. I don't know what? if you could hear it in these things. Probably no. not. No, it's canceled. The noise has been canceled. <laughs> I can't hear a thing. Nice. These are these great a- AirPod um, noise cancelers. If you just jam yeah. it in your ear far enough, you won't hear a damn thing out there. You don't even have to gaff tape them. They just, you just, Pokemon in there. And, I know it's magic. You could probably yeah. even skateboard with these things, right? I know some kids are doing it. That stresses me out. Kids. I see that and ones. it's sketchy. It's smooth style. The old the old smooth ones. Where are you surfing out there? Uh, a bunch of fun spots in San Diego. Um feel very blessed to be here. Um yeah, a bunch of cool spots. Have you been I'm to like San Diego? Mad. You lived here. Well, yeah, yeah, I lived there. Have but you when I was Black Beach, I know Black's Beach. I've gone there, but I, like, when I was nice. when Did I was there, nude there or no, it's a nude beach. I didn't have the courage. Damn, I was too shy. Also, maybe cold. San Diego gets a little chilly sometimes. You don't want to have a chilly willy, right? That's that's Nobody what they say. That. There's signs posted, Screw and they that. say Black's Beach is a nude beach, but you don't want a oh, chilly yeah. willy, so don't be nice. doing that during the winter that's so that must be where i subliminally got that from those signs i think so yeah the i can remember those chilly willy mention <laughs> but yeah just you know a bunch of spots like that surf is very good at and then yeah. i traveled a lot too i was in puerto rico um quite quite a bit surfing is that now like Places if you like travel that. like you'll go somewhere to surf yeah, if I can, for sure, like any sort of vacation, I like to surround it around surfing for sure. Dude, that other... Unless uh, I got to like another... figure out some other family sort of situation, but sometimes I could even combine the two. I'm lucky. Yeah, yeah. There was another... Uh, I remember you did one, another Vice piece that you did was when you went ice surfing. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a good one that I got chose to film that as well. There was like a piece that really blew up on those guys. It has, I don't know, like millions of views that I filmed. It's like we had a producer, like, you know, I'm not going to take credit for the story, um, but I was like the camera person and that one got like millions. And then I did a little session with the guys as like a behind the scenes little video thing, um, which was cool. 
So uh, that was a lot of fun to combine the surfing and the filming. And like, I was, you know, down to throw on a wetsuit and get into the cold water with the guys. So that, you know, kind of fell right into place and like, what an opportunity, you know, to travel to, uh, you know, these crazy lakes that somehow get these waves. They have their own, you know, uh, currents and like actual like swell, which isn't common for a lake, but they're so big and, you know, there's so much wind up there that they somehow have a wave on it sometimes. And those guys are awesome because they have beards made of ice. That's the- So let me plug that one. Go watch the ice beards. The two videos we made on the Vice YouTube of the yeah. ice beard winter surfing lake extravaganza. That was nuts. And it also kind of feels like Thank you're you. down to try most all things. Like that seems oh, like a theme sure. in, yeah. Where Thanks, did that man. come from? I appreciate it. Um, I mean, I don't know. I guess just like the skater mentality kind of thing, you know, and uh, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like makes sense. being open-minded to, uh, you know how when you're like skating around or when you're walking around, you can like skate anything you know, you look at the world differently and architecture yeah. differently. Yes. Maybe that's my approach to um, filming things. That's kind of cool, actually. Damn. And trying new things. And like, I really mean, stemming beyond film, stemming beyond filming things. Yeah, I never thought of it, but now you help me kind of articulate that answer. Thank you. Together, we have crafted this. This We've answer. Done it. We've done it again, my friend. My guy, here we are. Yeah. Well, damn, I feel like that's a good place to leave this one. For sure. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to see this. Yeah, likewise. Thank you for doing it. I know that we were total oh, strangers. Anytime. So, oh, for thank sure. You for... It's been real. Nice chilling with you, man. Have a yeah. good rest of your evening and everyone stay safe out there, right? Yes, absolutely. All right, my dude. Well, thank you again so much. There it is, Taji's story. I hope you like it. He's a super interesting, fun dude. I had a lot of fun talking to him. It was an honor. Another thing is if you made it this far and you heard us bantering about the chairs, if you know anyone who actually has the plug with a chair sponsorship, that would make my freaking day if we got him sponsored by a chair company. Hit us up, let us know. Also, if you made it this far and you liked the show, again, if you're down to review it, leave some stars on Apple Podcasts, subscribe wherever you're listening if you haven't already. All of those things are immensely helpful. And if there was anything you didn't like about the show, also let me know. I'm always trying to improve it. I think that just about covers it. I'll be back next week with another episode. Thanks for listening.